0: Shit. Looks like we about to start the show for real, for real. Hi, right. let's go. <laughs> As Metro's mercury grade approaches, I shall create the illest podcaster known to mankind. Stephen A. Smith. Draw.
1: And welcome back to another edition of the Ma T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the big homie talent, though, Ma Taylor. Yo, it is another Enfuego day in the hottest city in the world. It is February 1st. It is a Monday. You are officially listening to Season 6. Episode 78, excerpt 271 of the My T Sports Podcast. They told us, like I know every, I know everywhere up north, yo, know, they're feeling at least six to eight in- inches of that good of that good good if you know what I'm saying. Um But down here in South Florida, they promised us something a little bit more reasonable. They said we was going to have lows of 58, highs of 70. It is currently 70 70 degrees as we speak. And boy, do we got a whole bunch of talk to you about. Listen, I see I got Mark already in there in the chat room. I don't know if he's going to be in the building or not, but I see him joining in the chat. Okay, so folks, we got a lot going on today. We got a lot going on today on this Monday, right? Apparently, since the last time we spoke, we got Matthew Stafford's please have, please have been hurt. As you know, we've been pleading for Matthew Stafford to be freed. And it seems like they may have they may have granted that request. The BK bucket getters go off. The, you know what I mean? The New York Knicks go toe-to-toe with L.A. The Jets fan, I'm a, fans, I'm going to let you know, Jets fans kind of annoy me. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Jets fans are annoy me. And we have a new 24-7 champion in the WWE. Oh, man, we have all that and more coming up on the Mighty Sports Podcast. But you know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather.
0: You play to win the game. Hello?
1: It's always a good time to talk some sports. Let's do this bitch to fuck up. So, <laughs> let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. Mighty Sports. I was supposed to grab myself a new beer during the, during that commercial or during the intro, but I completely forgot. So hopefully, if Mark is listening, he and and he's and he's making his way like physically into the room, then he will be able to go ahead and bring me a beer. You know what I mean when he comes up here. But yo, let me let me let me let me not waste any time, right? Because. This is gonna be an hour podcast. That's it. We ain't giving you nothing more today. I'm on a schedule. I gotta go I gotta go take my mom dukes to go get her vaccination. So we gotta get all of that shit taken care of. So First of all, 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 please first. Let me let you let me remind you guys where to, where you can hit oh, oh Let me remind you guys where you can hit a podcast at, right? All right, let's actually let's let's get that story right you can find the podcast first of all on the website mytsports.net emerson mike wise and yankee tears and tango sports.net i see you mark in the chat room call up whenever you're ready Right, next up. Right. So we you can find the podcast at the website mytsports.net. MS and my wise and the air, as in Tango, sports.net. Also, if you want to just tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of the MYT Sports um, podcast. Or you can also tell your smart your smart speaker to let you watch the latest episode of the MYT Sports podcast on YouTube. Or if you want to, like I see a bunch of you doing, I see my cuz popping up in the building, right? You can you can listen to you can watch us live on YouTube, you can listen live on Podbean, where you can also call up and join the show. You can catch us live on Instagram, and you can catch us live on the website. We got, we got plenty of places live for you. Right? Couple of birthday shoutouts to give out before we start the show. January 31st, big shout out to Shayna Hargrave. You know what I mean? Pick up, pick up. Also, wanna give a birthday shout-out today to Stephanie Holder and Erica Squale! Big up, bigger, bigger. Now. Let's get directly into it. First of, all, first
0: of all, first of all, first of
1: all, Well, let's get into that Knicks talk, that Knicks talk. You know we got that Knicks talk, that Knicks talk for you. So the New York Knicks, since the last time we talked, they had a they had kind of a busy weekend. They had a game on Friday and they had a game yesterday on Sunday. Which, before I even get into my Knicks talk, right, can I tell you that as a Knicks fan, right, not only, at okay, first of all, I've, I've been fully invested in basketball season. Like, like, a bunch of people are asking me, yo, what's going on with the Knicks? Like, it's funny how people have had opinions about the Knicks or whatever team that they root for all year, but yet they have barely watched them all year long. But yet, they're all they're doing is making spot-on opinions based off of what they see in the stats. What they see as far as plus minus in the goddamn in, in, in the goddamn stat columns. That's all they're looking at. They ain't paying attention to anything for real. So let's get into some Knicks talk as the Knicks had a battle over the weekend. They had a game this Friday up against Cleveland. Now listen, now New York came off of a off of a nice little road swing, or, or I should say road swing. Um. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Road what Well, they have they played four games on the road. Well, this is their first game back in the Garden since then, and they're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I know if you guys remember the last game that they played against the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers kind of busted that ass. Now, boy, that boy um, Andre Drummond went completely off of the New York Knicks. Like, I think he bodied them for like a thirty and twenty. Um, end up showing that Mitchell Robinson or whatever center that they that they that they want to put out there is going to be no match for them. And not for nothing. They should have came out like that if you remember me talking on the podcast last. Because you know what? The New York Knicks, is going on, Po, We see you in the building. Don't forget to get your readings read right at, 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 at holyshift.com. Um if if you've been listening to the podcast, or you remember if, or you remember the podcast that I basically told like I, I, since the preseason to now, this is basically like the fifth time we've played the Cleveland Cavaliers. So we had busted the Cleveland Cavaliers, We busted the Cleveland Cavaliers' asses three times in a short span before they won that last matchup. So now... Love you too, Poe. So now... Listen, like, I love my Knicks. So now, Knicks come back, which is, like, now their official second game of the season, but fifth game since preseason. And preseason- And it doesn't feel, at least to me, that preseason has been that long ago. And the New York Knicks- went ahead and they've done what they have been doing to the cleveland cavaliers for the majority of the time since preseason and that is what that ass again <laughs> to this one this is not what the six matchup may be, i think like this it's ridiculous how many times that these two teams have played each other since the preseason but that's what we're getting now in this whole bubble environment as you're going to start seeing a couple of um a couple of of of, of repeat offenders we're basically what I'm talking about is that you're going to see games where they play Chicago today, and they're going to go turn right back and play Chicago either tomorrow or on Wednesday. You know what I mean? Actually, that's exactly what's going on. That's actually what's going on. And then, and then again, they're going to play Miami at the end of the week, like on Saturday, and turn right around again and play them on Monday. So we're starting to see – we're going to start seeing a lot of those start coming about um, for the league in the New York Knicks. But the New York Knicks took on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they had another – Highly respectful game. Another game, another good game from Emmanuel. Quickly as he dropped twenty-five points in this game. Right, this is coming off of a very recent thirty-one-point game off the bench. Now, this time you didn't see Andre Drummond able to go off the way that he, um, the way that he did in the previous game. This time he was only two for seven. He didn't have any free throws. Even though he still managed to put up fifteen rebounds, as, as not for nothing, Andre Drummond leads the league in rebounds again. For like I think this is like his second or third, maybe his third consecutive season to ever do this. Um I'm, I'm to lead the league in rebounds. All right? Larry Nance Jr. he went one for nine. There was a lot of there was a lot of poor shooting i um, Sexton and Garland, as we already, know, uh, um, if you don't already know, that they are one of the worst backfields in the um, in, in the league as it currently stands. But I guess when you figure that you got a guy like Andre Drummond there to always protect you, I guess you feel like you know what? Maybe I don't always have to play the best defense um, in the in the world. I got some, I got a monster back there that's gonna gobble everything the fuck up. But hey, it, it weighs its toll. And something that we've been saying that I've been saying now for for, um, for maybe like a couple weeks now. Right, but definitely, you definitely, if you would hear me repeat this over and over and over and over and over again on the podcast, is that RJ Barrett? You're starting to see him really grow into his role, and, and I know I sound like a broken record, but I don't know what else to say when I keep seeing the same things happening. Right, but if this is your first time hearing the podcast, well, you know, you know, grab a seat. I, I got some shit to tell you. Right, you know, roll. You know, I mean, call my niggas on the cell, roll some, roll some weed. I got a story to tell. Shit. It was a light bulb. How do the roof Brooklyn Zoo? That's not even mine. So I'm watching the Women's Royal Rumble as well in the background. Let's let you guys know. Right, so yeah, I'm watching like like 15 women currently in the ring. Charlotte Flair just came on about. So if, you, if I if I look at a little distraction, it's because I I am I am watching the Women's Royal Rumble. And if you know what the Royal Rumble is, and you know my love for wrestling, and you know my love for women's sports, and you know about my love for women, this is like the whole entire like the whole entire package all up in one. This is like 30 women in the ring all at once. So I'm like brain overload, brain overload, brain overload. <laughs> <laughs> so let's 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 come back into the Cleveland Cavaliers and and the New York Knicks, all right? The New, York, the New York Knicks, um, Julius Randle will play 35 minutes. Um, as as we've already known, him and R.J. Barrett are, are two of the leading leaders in minutes when it comes to the league. Ar- Ar- Julius Randle played 35 minutes. R.J. Barrett played 40 minutes. R.J. Barrett um, led, um, led the team with 24 points. Julius Randle added another 16. But the leader of that team in points came from a man who will quickly off the bench in 25 minutes putting up 25 points. He also had three assists. Now, one of the things that 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 that, that I'm starting to realize with Emmanuel quickly, or at least, or at least where I'm getting to with Emmanuel quickly, is, is for the simple fact that you know what? I I get. Ah, Will. oh, not bad. Whatever. <laughs> <I'd> a... <laughs> it goes chill Will, on. Like the Knicks may be trash, but. There was just enough sauce in that steak that was in the trash to beat the Cavs. That's all listen, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you guys will be alright. You guys are gonna trade Andre. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We beat y'all. We, we beat y'all on Friday. We beat I was just- That's actually what I'm talking about right now. Is the victory, the victory that they had over the Cavs. 102 to 81. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see like I said, yeah Audrey yeah your boy Andre Drummond, he struggled didn't have didn't have a big game RJ Berry put up 24 Julius Randle put up 16 and that was considered and Julius Randle put up 16 that's that's considered a slow night for him to be honest with you even though he still averaged 35 minutes Emmanuel quickly put putting up 25 points off and added, added 25 points off the bench <laughs> uh, Yo I'm sorry what am I supposed to do baby Yo. Now, one of the things that that is still starting to bother me with the New York Knicks is that the fact that Emmanuel quickly has continued to come off the bench to the point where any game where they start slow or where they're not able to to hold off the lead or or or, 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 or just any time their offense looks stagnant, I'm I'm going to keep coming back to the same thing is that. At some point in time, you really gonna need what? The back of your knock cause it's back. I don't even I don't even know what the hell you talking about. <laughs> oh! Oh cuz I got the I got the next war face so war paint on <laughs> You know what I mean? Look look at Mark. Mark Mark, Mark joining everywhere except for where he's supposed to be. You know <laughs> So the New York New York Knicks are at the point where I, I get what Tom Thibodeau is trying to do. At least what, I understand what he says that he's trying to do, right? And that is that he wants Emmanuel quickly to be the spark off the bench. But you can't keep you can't keep bringing him off the bench to a point where it's where it's holding your starting lineup hostage. And that's currently what's happening when you're starting Alfred Payton. That's currently what happened when, when you're when you're starting. When you're starting um um um, uh, um what's his name? DSJ uh Dennis Smith Jr. Um who who just recently requested to go down to the G League. I oh, will go into that a little bit later. It when you when you start frightening Akina, anytime you start anybody that that's that's not Emmanuel quickly at this point, you're basically holding your offense hostage. And and you can't keep pulling back like this. If this is the guy if this is not even the guy or if if he's not the guy if this is a guy that you think can be a starting point guard in this league that 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 can that can start putting your offense and your team in the places that it needs to be so that they can not even so much win but develop better because like i said any, everybody else isn't helping the development of this team. They, they're holding that developmental process hostage. They're holding you back. It's like a big ass anchor when you start these other guys. At least now you start Emmanuel quickly. Put him out there. Austin Rivers came into the league, came into the Knicks, and he's and he had all that big rough talk. You know, you know how light skins do, right? Right. So like he had a, he had all that, that big rough talk, Hoopity hoopla, a I, I don't fit you kind of shit. You know, like if he's gonna talk that rough talk, let enough for nothing he has proven it a little bit right but let him be the spark off the bench let him be that veteran presence off the bench let him be let him be that guy that helps the second unit get in order but you're gonna have to get a manual quickly in that starting role if you believe that he's that dude you're gonna have to let that iron sharpen iron you're gonna let that 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 steel sharpen steel at some point in time like you can't be you can't just keep bringing him off the bench and be like, oh, he's good off the bench, and then also say, oh, he's going up against the second unit because no, nah, you know what? At some point in time, Emmanuel quickly plays enough minutes that he's doing he's doing this against the starting he's doing this against the starting point guard, and he's drawing these same fouls on the starting point guard. Like like, like if if you're watching him play, he he has this like nice, nice nice little nifty moves where where he gets just enough penetration, right? And then, and then and then he and he drops that little floater on you, but he also has the presence to feel the defender on his back to get that contact as well to get the and one with it when he's coming off the picks right you see him feeling that presence. now um, in, in that game against Cleveland there was a th- there was a three pointer that he came off that um there was a three pointer that that he came off of that he that he scored and they they thought they was about to give him the and one on that but a review of the play ended up showing that it was actually his own man that really fouled him But that didn't stop him from later on in that same game going right back around and getting a same 3.4-point play foul. You understand? You know, three points and one. That that didn't stop that from happening. So, I, I... I am raving. Like I I know it feels like I, I, I'm sorry, like I am raving about how impressed I am about a quickly. 25 points, 25 points, 31 points off the like if we're talking about off the bench here. Like I told you like 25 points off, off off the bench in 25 minutes. Like you have to start taking advantage of these of these of these rare moments and, and really starting to give these guys a bum. and I know Tibbs, I know Tibbs is is is, is gunshot. I, I understand that Tibbs Tibbs doesn't like, how he may feel about young players or about the bench, but you're going to have to change up this philosophy. It's just like, you can't just keep yourself coached in a box. or You can't keep yourself in boxes, period. Right? When it comes to certain things. Because we saw this same box hurt them hurt them in that game when Austin Rivers had 25 points in the second quarter alone. Shooting 10 for 10. But then he picks up that third foul and you bench him. Well... If he's your bench guy, and he's only playing a certain amount of minutes, then you ride him until he's hot. Who cares if he has if he's gotten his third foul? He's your bench guy. Run him. Run him until that heat check is done. You don't bench him then. And then have to deal with, uh, and, and then he can't get another bucket off again for the rest of the game. No, you ride that hot hand. If he gets his fourth foul, so be it. If he gets that fifth foul, so be it. He's a bench guy. You didn't play in the rest of the game anyway. Why not why not ride him until he uh, see so, so there's there's so And these are good not for nothing these are good problems to have. Because you know you notice what I'm not saying about this these Knicks this year? They're not competing. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they don't have a chance. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that the, uh, that these guys don't look like they know what they're doing. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that, yo. Like I see that you showered and and, 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 and like you freshened up, but you for, but you keep forgetting to wash behind your ears every once in a while. You keep forgetting to clean your belly button. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> little shit like that, that 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 we're getting into. So so the Knicks have completely washed off the stench of whatever the hell they have been for the last. Eight years, decade, whatever it's been since Me- since Mello got here, or since before Mello got here, whatever that was, right? But they still have dirty moments where they need like orbits or some shit, right? Like yo, right there, like like clean that up, like like you missed the spot, like you need to scrub between your toes, like like the it's the little things, or the little little things that 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 you have to teach neophytes in this world. Neo fights in basketball or Neo fights in this world. It's it's those little things. And not for nothing, I've I've already been on record saying that as it currently stands, I will continue to treat these every single player on this Knicks team that is still on their rookie contract, I'm going to treat them as a rookie that has been drafted by these Knicks. And even ones that haven't been drafted by the Knicks. And that is because for the first time ever in your professional career, you are properly being coached. By a professional basketball association, you are finally, you are finally a professional now. Like you, you weren't, you weren't a professional yet. Yeah? Like, like, you, you were, you were basically a step above college. Like, like honestly, I believe that the New York Knicks G League team is way more professional, is <laughs> ran more professionally than the New York Knicks, um, the New York Knicks professional team. So that's the win that the Knicks got. Sorry. It's what happens when you have plants. You get these little fucking fruit flies all over the goddamn place. Can't help it. Yeah, this shit is annoying. Sorry, sorry. I, I, and I'm sorry. I had to smack. it. I know you guys are looking like, what the hell is he doing? What the hell is he doing? What the hell is he doing? doing? (laughs) Because if I don't, man, the motherfuckers will fly up my nose and shit, man. Like these motherfuckers is mad, disrespectful, b. Like you don't even understand. Like I got killer lights. Like I got lights where these motherfuckers could be killed at and all kinds of shit. I got all kinds of bright lights all over. Speaking of bright lights. I got all kinds of bright lights for these motherfuckers, and still, and still, they're attracted to all this chalkiness. I guess, I guess, it's a chocolate You know what I mean? It must be. It must be. So, the New York Knicks also played the Clippers, and the New York Knicks lost to the Clippers one twenty nine to one fifteen. And if you're not paying attention, this is one of those games you would be like, "Oh, same old Knicks." They're in it until the eighth, until about the eight minute mark of the whatever point third quarter. And Knicks, do you know, uh, Mr. Rap? After that, and, and that's kind of what happened. Like this was a close game for the most part. The New York Knicks, I'm even even led for even, even led this game for a portion, right? Led the, led the first quarter. Um, again, big minutes from Julius Randle, thirty-five minutes. Big minutes from from R. J. Barrett, um, thirty um thirty-one minutes. You see Emmanuel quickly with another twenty-seven minutes. Um um added, and here goes a here goes the patterns again, right? Julius Randle, 35 minutes, 27 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. They're holding their own, and Julius Randle is getting his buckets. But what was probably the most impressive, and and Julius Randle went 9 for 18, right? Shooting 50%. What probably was the most impressive about that whole entire scenario was R.J. Barrett. Right? And RJ Barrett going 9 for 14, scoring 23 points um, in 31 minutes um, against the LA Clippers team. An LA Clippers team that has been rocking and rolling and rolling and rock. You know what I mean? They've been making, they've been getting sweet W's, like, you never stop. Winning 10 of their last 11 games, right? It was a light boss, the Rule, Brooklyn Zoo. Um, But so not only RJ Barrett was like uber impressive because. It wasn't just the fact that they went up against that they went up against those two individuals, right? I think that they that they're going up against those guys and they or that or that LA team and they're being and they're being competitive. It's really the fact that R.J. Barrett took on the task of guarding P.G. Thirteen Paul George. He took on the task of guarding the Claw Kawhi Leonard and he was guarded by them a the majority of the game and still went 9-for-14 and had, what was it, 23 points. 5-for-6 on the free-throw line. Now, we now we did see that at sometimes, you know what, they would just overmatch. As you see, as you see R.J. Barrett guarding Kawhi Leonard, and Kawhi Leonard literally just raises up over him, goes through him, and dunks the ball. Like, so, we we're seen it. We're seeing the maturation from RJ Barrett, and, and I'm going to repeat again that the difference, and and I, and I mean, there's a big difference between RJ Barrett in his first ten games of, of of the of this year, when it looks like he was where it looked like he was still possibly trying to get used to his role, his upage, his upage, and not just usage but also minutes, because that that's that's really what the big thing was, was that he was getting a lot of minutes, and as we can see, somebody, I'm um, 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 that. Um, along with Julius Randle, that his usage and his touches were going up as well, but and, and it was going to be up to him and to make the right plays and and be productive in this new role because now we're looking at the back end of these the, the, these last ten games and it is completely different of how the Knicks um started off the season looking. No, the Knicks are nine and twelve. They're nothing, they're nothing to sneeze at. They're nine and twelve, but again. The are 9-12 through 21 games. And before the season started, I had the Knicks at right around 16 wins at the first 37 games. 16 winnable games at that. I so don't even mean that they're going to win them all. But I saw 16 winnable games before the season started. That completely changed afterwards. And with 16 winnable games, I had the Knicks only winning. Possibly, okay, the Knicks do great, right? They were going to end up being 10-27. 10-27. 10-27. Is what I thought was gonna be reasonable for the Knicks to finish in their first 37 games with having 16 winnable games. I was like, okay, maybe they get 12 of them one. They're already at nine. So if you're a Knicks fan, right, and if you were realistic with yourself, right, they're damn near exceeding expectations. Right, like like and let's let's take a look. Right? Because on 12-2, I was like, oh. Right? Wait wait, 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 where we at? Where we at? Where we at? On 12 2 I knew it was gonna make the playoffs. On 12 21, I was like, okay, they got ten winnable games. I changed it. You guys know me already on the podcast. I ended up changing that. Right? Because I'm like, yo, the Knicks can be Actually, you know what? You know what? You know what? I may not even I may not even have to change that. Actually no, I'm gonna have to change that big time. Because now, saying that they have 16 winnable games, I, I'll change it for the fact that I, I feel that like the Knicks can be actually where they're at right now, within three games of 500. When, you, when we're talking about coming out of these first 37 games, that is just around 19 wins, 18 wins, 16 wins. <laughs> just to let you guys... That's, that's literally winning all of the winnable games. But I, we all know that they didn't win all the winnable games. What they did was they won a lot of games as well. They won games that we didn't expect them to win. And that and that is and that is what Adam added, and that's what's being added to their win their win total. And, and how much better they've been. Like not only are they beating the teams they are supposed to be like the Cleveland, like like Cleveland's on the world. But every once in a while, they beat a Boston. They beat a Milwaukee. They beat a Golden State. They beat those teams that like you one hundred percent are not expected, and that's what makes this roller coaster of a Knicks even so much better than than anything we anything that we could have imagined. Now, the one down one of the other big downfalls from the Knicks, and this is probably going to be the last thing I'm going to talk about for the Knicks right now, before we move on. One of the big downfalls for the Knicks so far this season is that it's Obi Toppins. Obi Toppins came out looking like a nice, good, high-energy guy, not still not really being able to find himself. Obi Toppins got a, got an injury really quick into early into the season, and we haven't really seen much from him. Then even since he's been back, we're gonna have to see some shit about Obi Toppin because. Obi Toppin ain't looking like the dude that's popping anymore. Right, like, like he he definitely looked like he may have hit everything full of a ceiling, and he is not gonna be that dude. I hope that he is, but Obi, but as of as it currently stands right now, the twenty fifth pick for the New York Knicks is doing way better, and he is outperforming and outshining the eighth pick, or whatever, sixth pick, eighth pick. I think it was the 8th pick. Of the New York Knicks. I'm sorry. I'm over here watching Naomi do her Naomi thing as she is as she is trying to be as she is trying to prevent herself from being eliminated from the Royal Rumble okay I'm sorry sorry for distractions okay you know what no more distractions I said my last bit about the New York Knicks I want to take a quick break because I want to go grab another beer right so do you guys go ahead and you, you enjoy yourself real quick I'm going to play a quick song from who who, who I got lined up today, who I got lined up today, who I got lined up today. You know, I'll play a a quick song from the nephew, Trey Let Letter to the Family. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm I'm thirsty. I want to re-up.
2: Love my sister, I swear, me and her identical Go to war uh, about mine, cross the line and see For my trusting niggas whole time, they was slamming me I went to jail at 15, yeah, that's a head start Until a negligent justice system that never do its part Bathrooms don't even start, doing push-ups in the dark I was waiting on some letters, but never received a card My mama came to see me one time on my birthday Really, it was the worst day, it hurt me in the worst way I still reminisce, she told me I'm just like my dad She knew that this was gonna happen, I was always it's gonna be bad, well I'm sorry mama I'm trying to change, you say that it's in my blood, but I think I could go do different, I'm gonna show you just because just because, you had shown me love my whole life, I ain't have to ask for one thing, yeah that's damn right I know I've been doing wrong, but promise I'm gonna get it right, they say change come, but I know it won't happen overnight and I can't put the blame on nobody I'm gonna put it on myself cause at the end of the day, I did that dirt by myself, my true intentions was to never hurt you mama, and you know so when I get that money, best believe that I'm gonna show that movie about the hood, Beverly Hills, Rodeo. Never been a mama where you wanna go just say so I'm trying to show you your son ain't what you were thinking He ain't one of those niggas that just like smoking and drinking He got bigger dreams Yeah, he trying to make it on that TV screen But he still got some LSCs and he gonna trade in between I'm trying to have Tiana College paid off before she's 17 My brother fixing phones so i inside to have of Tiana's everything Okay, man, I just keep going, girls, taste your dream You gotta put your family first and that's on everything Yeah Thanksgiving, I don't see a lot of Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving. But for some reason, I don't see a lot of Thanksgiving. See, it's a lot of shit y'all niggas missing. And I think all y'all niggas tripping. You were supposed to help the hood. I think you really forgot the mission. My uncle got a boat, but he don't even do no fishing. My stepdad, a manager, he played his position. Might as well be my real dad. So now I think you know what I meant by playing position. Met my mama when I was two, and he ain't never do no switch. He rolled the whole nine. Remember when I called DCF? I had they tow line. Told him that he hit me, knowing I'm lying the whole time. Twenty plus inside the bathroom. I went and stole nine, trying to impress my friend. It's like I ain't have my own mind. Yeah, man, you feel me? I want to get all this for Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? Y'all let that shit sink in, man, you know what I'm saying? Family first, you know what I'm saying? So, once you go take your loved ones. Happy Thanksgiving, man, because you don't know when you're going to see them again, you know what I'm saying? You don't know when that last day going to be, man. You don't want to hit on a bad note, you feel me? <coughs> yeah. All that sink up.
1: All right, we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only Dollar Toma Thank you guys for still listening. If you're listening that means sure you're listening to one of the many places that I told you to find a podcast. the podcast. Easiest way, just remember to tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of the Mighty Sports Podcast. Amazon, sorry, tell your, tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of the MyT Sports Podcast. Amazon, my why is the, anchor, is the <laughs> Excuse me, a lot of mercy. Sports podcast, and they'll get you squared away. Whether you tell that you want to listen to it or you tell them that you want to watch it. I just grabbed my first beer. That's what that was. I had to get that congestion off the chest. All right. So, so let's actually get into some breaking news that we got. I, I, I know, I know, I'm a Knicks fan, and, and, I, and I like to, and I, and I like to nick up the place. So you know what I mean? You know what I mean? But there's actually, there's actually some some breaking news that that really happened in the M, in the NFL while we were going. Like there was a quarterback, there was a quarterback, there was a quarterback that finally got his trade request, and that is by the name of. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. I know you guys are probably thinking, oh, shit, Deshaun Watson finally got traded? Nope. He's still there. Which now makes me break the rule that made me realize that, you know what? That what the hell are they waiting for? That I thought I was I'm thinking over thinking like, yo, Matthew Stafford, he can't be traded. And now these guys can be traded until the Super Bowl is done. But nah, you can get that shit talked about and finalized and whispered out in the air. So Matthew Stafford gets traded for jared Goff, of all people right and not for nothing 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 against jared Goff, or or anybody like him but yeah eh, we see why we see why why we we, we know why the why l.a got rid of jared Goff. Jared Goff basically is is on a team that is that is loaded on defense. And uh, enough. Good enough, to, good enough to beat Seattle. Good enough to challenge Tampa Bay. Good enough good enough to challenge a lot of teams in this NFL. They just feel like they're short on one particular place, and that is quarterback. And to say that. Matthew Stafford is um is is gonna be the savior. That's that's kind of a hard pill to swallow as it currently stands because as much as we love Matthew Stafford, right? And, and and I'm not trying to play devil advocate here, right? It's it's just that listen, we're happy for him. Let, let me let me put that into the Ethernet first, right? We are happy for Matthew Stafford. Completely happy. For Matthew Stafford, that he got, that he is being freed from from Detroit because we already know that Detroit has not been the place that that stars that stars like to be at. You know what I mean? Like like you, a lot of the stars that have that have that they've had, especially the the major names, they they end up retiring early at the end of the day. So, but happy Matthew Stafford got free. We're happy that the L.A. Rams got under Jared Goff. We're even happy that that Matthew Stafford went there. But now you realize that that L.A. has been putting themselves in a position for some years now, right? That they believe that they can win a Super Bowl. You get Matthew Stafford there, there's no more excuses for either one of you guys. So, Matthew Stafford has been able to kind of like, he's been flying, but he's been flying right underneath the radar. Right underneath that radar, right? not really being held accountable for shit, being able to put up good numbers be you know what i mean getting credit for a lot for all of the good not really being blamed for any of the bad you know what i mean like like having the organization take all of that hits the la rams they've been kind of flying they've been flying high but it's been kind of been like all under the radar you're like you know what we're going we're doing good right we're in la we need to continue to bring la uh, because we're in la we need to continue to bring la a competitive, a, a competitive team that, that that wants to always win. We gotta bring the flair. We gotta bring the shine. We gotta do whatever it takes to win. We gotta be in win now mode every single year. Like like like, we get all that, b. You know what I mean? Like, fully, fully, fully. Like, welcome to Goodberg, Burger. It, like, <laughs> I'm joking. Like, we fu- we fully get that. Oh wow. Lana just eliminated somebody. The boat? She eliminated the boat, but is the boat gonna win? Look at Natalia. Oh. Okay, back. I so, said again, Women's World Rumble. Like distracted for for, all, for a whole bunch of multi- multitude of reasons. Is <laughs> she looking? Ni- Look at Natalia. Looking nice in her suit. What the hell did I just miss? Are they just in here wrecking a shop? Okay, okay. Let me get back. Let me get back. Let me get back. Let me get back. Sorry. Royal Rumble. Completely distracted. Is one of those money. one of those money. I didn't watch it last- you know what's so funny? I kinda completely forgot about the Royal Rumble last night. A- and that's because I was watching basketball all day yesterday. Started off with the next game on, on one o'clock, which can I tell you? That I don't know if I I don't know if I got a chance to really mention this that I am happy and I am and I am very okay with there not being football anymore football being gone but that's because mainly of the fact that I'm a Knicks fan and as a Knicks fan I know I'm gonna get a lot of Sunday football I'm gonna get a lot of Sunday basketball and not only oh, am I gonna get a lot of Sunday basketball I'm gonna get a lot of Sunday basketball at one o'clock and then all of my basketball interests are going to be done for the and. You know what I mean? Like, full obligations could be done if I want to. And I could play catch-up every year. But I was so... caught up and into... Oh, look at that. They have matching outfits. That's nice. They're about to... She's about to eliminate her. Like, I was so caught up in the basketball that was going on that... <laughs> that I completely forgot about the Royal Rumble as, as the Women's Royal Rumble continues to go on. And listen, we're down to about the last four competitors. Just to let you know. So that's another reason why I was getting as interested as it is. Right? And we got about 18 minutes on the podcast. And let, let's continue to get into this Jared Koch and with Matthew Stafford. So, <clears throat> yes, I, I get it. Matthew Stafford going, going, to, going, so going to L.A., like, it means a whole lot. But L.A., for the most part, like I said, they've, They've flown under a nice little radar. Why they've been relevant and they've continued to stay relevant in their market. They've been able to challenge the big name teams in their di- in in their division as well. You know you know, and even and even even to be and even continue to be proper um, conference contenders. They haven't been able to get over that hump, but it, it's been alright, right? It's kind of been okay because they realize that yo, you guys have just had a stacked defense. We think you have a great mind when it comes to coach. You just don't have the off we just don't have you just don't have the quarterback. And we and we quickly identified that Goff may not be that dude. Well, everybody believes that Matthew Stafford that his only gripe, that his only downfall is that he hasn't had what I just said LA has. And LA's only thing that they've been missing is just a simple guy like Matthew Stafford. A decent, reliable quarterback. You know. Like you, you, you've heard it, man. We, we had a guy like like Matthew Stafford. Like we, we'll probably win a Super Bowl. Well, now you got Matthew Matthew Stafford, <laughs> and so let's see if if you could go ahead and pull that off because you've beaten the best with less. Okay, the final three women in the Women's Royal Rumble. If, unless there's anybody, unless there's somebody that I have not seen that's maybe hiding underneath, the, uh, hiding under the ring or doing something, is the Queen Charlotte Flair. Let's see if she goes to the Royal Rumble. She probably, she probably gonna end up going to WrestleMania to challenge. And two upcomers. Um, oh, okay. Riley. Oh damn it, Raya Ripley, and the NX, the EST of WWE. So we'll see who's going to win. I don't, like, so looking at the three people that's here, you're probably going to give it to Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is, pro- is probably going to be that, is probably going to be the end of one that's going to end up main event in WrestleMania against whomsoever they have as the women's champion. And she'll probably end up winning WrestleMania. I'm, I'm winning another championship at WrestleMania. <clears throat> I don't know. If, I, don't, I can't remember if Charlotte Flair has already won a wrestle. already won a Royal Rumble, so that's another. That's another thing that that's making me. That's keeping me intrigued because if she's never won a Royal Rumble before, then this would be the perfect time for them to put this on her resume as she continues to move on. But like I said, the same thing I'm saying about her. If she's already won one, this is also the same. Like these are like. Ryan Ripley and the NXT and the EST of NXT Bianca Belair. Or the two next women that they're trying to give their a major push to so oh Charlotte almost eliminated Those are the two women that they're trying to give that they're trying to give a push to so if If they are if they are going to win a world rumble to say that they finally win their first war rumble and Charlotte Flair was one of the last three competitors and they get in there then bam, you know And like I and Charlotte Flair was just eliminated so, folks, it's either gonna be Ryan Ripley, or it's going to be Bianca. Pella. If you're watching me watch this right now, <laughs> yo, <laughs> because I because basically what I just said is playing is, is kind of playing out. Like, for you need to pay attention, Bianca. Oh, see, told you, told you, told you. Told you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, (laughs) so they both almost got eliminated um, by each other. Alright, so Bianca Belair and Raya Ripley. Yeah, so for them, this is gonna be a a big push because these are the two of the women, two of the women they would like to be, of two of the next big stars moving up in WWE. Based off their look, athleticism, um, you know, basically, if you if you know if you know what they like in WWE, then you you know what these two women are. And yeah, this is gonna be big. So they they, they eliminated Charlotte. They um, as, as one of the la- the final three. They the boat was with them, and they're able to get this victory to move on to their first WrestleMania and, and challenge for the belt. Yeah, this is this is going to be huge. So there's a change of the guard because not for nothing, but you know you know how wrestling is. It's, it's either that you find the moment when they do the real change when, when they're really trying to do the changing of their god or you're stuck with the same people over and over again and I, w- I wasn't sure if they were ready for the sa- ready for a changing of the guard in, in a WrestleMania moment yet so Charlotte flair would have definitely been would have definitely been a safe ch- a, a safe choice for them to be in the women 's wrestlemania match but we're gonna let them see and see if either one of them could put on a proper promo to help sell to help sell this, um, this women's tournament, but it's women's championship match, I should say. Now that's that's going to take place at WrestleMania. Sorry, let's, let's let's let me move back. Like, cause I I went into I went into the wrestling world for a little bit, and and the, and the show's about to end soon anyway. So basically, uh, in the end, of what, what I, I and I think I've already made my point in that is that at the end of the day, that there's no there's no place for the LA Rams to hide, and there's no place for Matthew Stafford to hire. They're both going to be... Matthew Stafford's going to be on the main stage, and they're both going to be on the clock. That you guys are, are now going to have to start... or going to have to put together a championship. Now, am I might say in, in one year, no. They may they may be the same team... And what I mean the same team, contender-wise, that, they, that they've been for the last couple of years. Like, they may just be contenders for the next 2 years or so and they may not break through till year 3 but while you have Matthew Stafford there's no more excuses so when you lose you just lost to the better team when you or when you lost when when you lose Matthew Stafford it's going to be Bianca Belair just just won the Royal Rumble okay is there anybody else is there anybody else is anybody else that that that, that they didn't account for no, nobody sneaking in, nobody coming from behind, no, nobody that didn't make it into the ring. Bianca here about to have her wrestle Yo, I'm getting goosebumps. Yo, I got to show my niece this. I got to show the munchkin this. You guys, yo, so, I'll, okay. I don't know if this is what having kids is like or I'm, I'm not, right? But I swear I have these moments all the time, right? All right. Because Bianca Bella is a is, is a black woman, like let me just get that out of the way too. So, so now do I want my want my niece to watch like like the WWE match just because, um, just because of what's going to go on, right? Um, because it's a women in Women's World Rumble, and she get to see all of these women competitors. But also that's one of her favorite wrestlers, right? Because obviously the one that kind of looks like her, right? So that's one of that's one of her that's one of her favorite wrestlers. Natural selection kind of thing, like it, it you know you know how kids gravitate to to you know so you know, like. All right, so, that's one of her favorite wrestlers. But also, she's super good, as you just say. She just won, All right? And my niece is gonna be super excited to see her get her, to see her win, and then get her, and then hear the crowd and, and hear the commentators talk about her first wrestle. Oh yeah, me and the munchkin, we will be watching this when she comes over this Thursday. Uh, excuse me, sorry. I just took another sip of the sippy sip. All right, folks, last ten minutes of the podcast coming up, and we about to and we about to get things wrapped up. So. This trade with Matthew Stafford, that's not going to be made official until about like March 17th. So, so that's when that will be official. We'll continue. So we'll continue. We'll continue to, to keep our ears out to see if anything else happens with the trade. Any more pieces get added. Um. So far right now, it's a 2022, 2023 first round pick, and it's a 2021 third round pick. Matt, add Matthew Stafford for Jerry Goff. Now. Let's go ahead and, and and switch back gears, right? As as we're talking about teams that are uh, being held accountable, right? Let's talk about the Brooklyn Bucket getters for for a second, right? As the Brooklyn Nets, they recently had a game against the Washington the Washington Wizards, in a game that was one hundred and and do I have those numbers ready? One hundred and what was it? Fifteen? One hundred? No, sorry, one hundred. I and forty nine to one hundred and forty six. Now brooklyn nets were up by 15 points at one point in time in this game and they allowed washington to come back and not for nothing russell westbrook um he put on a performance where he's where, he, where he started to he started to he started to get hot and as you know when russell westbrook um get like if Russell Westbrook went is hot he's hot when he's cold he's cold Russell westbrook actually started to get hot and, and started to and really started to add, add on the points here where i think like both players end up having 30 points in this game um you add that on what bradley bill has been doing the current the current scoring leader in, in the nba and it, it just it just led to problem for the Brooklyn Nets and and the, and I call the Brooklyn Nets the Brooklyn bucket getters because I can't I I can't call them the Brooklyn defenders I can't call them the, I I can't I can't call them hard as the streets as they represent, hey, you know what I mean? Like I, I can't I can't I can't give them that moniker I quite yet like they're not there but what they can do they can score and and not for nothing like the so let's, let's just get right down to the nitty gritty of this the Brooklyn Nets should have won this game, right? If they play defense. A little they would have won this game now. now I get it. We're talking about right now. Now. I'm not going to Fully blast them for their defense. Let, let me get that out the way too. I don't want to fully blast them for their defense. but what I do want to what I do want to take into account that The and, and the reason why I'm not gonna completely blast them for the deal Let me let me just get there these I don't want to completely blast them for their defense is because you're still talking about trying to stop t- the two most prolific... Two of the most prolific scorers in the league. That's like somebody trying to say that they're trying to stop anybody on the Brooklyn team that can score a bucket on any given night. Like, like even when these guys were on losing teams ever... they like, Kyrie basically only one. But even when, were, well, even when these guys were on their individual teams, you, you couldn't stop them from getting buckets. So, I don't care if you pair two of them together or you pair three of them together these guys are going to get their points and that's exactly what happened with Washington. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal got their got their points. Now, the Brooklyn Nets had a chance to win this game and kind of and it was kind of like a like a little deja vu scenario. As you guys remember that the last time they they played the Washington Wizards, they ended up losing this game on what was on what was two shot on uh, uh, two last second shots, one by Kyrie and one by Kevin Durant. And, and and they still couldn't find a way to win this game. Well, this kind of happened the same way here, except for there was a little bit more dramatics that um, that was added to this. Now, if you're a Knicks fan, like like this should have brought back some some really bad hurtful memories. I'm not gonna go fully into that, but you guys are gonna know what I'm talking about when I describe what happened here. The Brooklyn Nets were up in this game with five and um, by five. With just about seven seconds to go, and they lost this game. How did they lose this game? Well, it's because all of a sudden Bradley Beal comes down and he hits a three-pointer. And we're talking about this is being an. I said this is a two-point game. And then after, and then right after that three, right after that three-point play that Bradley Beal hit, then. And then the ball, the inbound is stolen. It's passed to Russell Westbrook, who had just missed the three-pointer on the play before, right? He ends up sinking this three-pointer, and now, the, and now the Washington Wizards are up by one. This is what we're talking about here: one forty-nine to one. I think, I think at that point in time, maybe it's one forty-seven, one forty-six. And then, and then, and then, and then. And then. The inbound, the, um, the Brooklyn Nets now gets the ball, uh, now takes their timeout and they're inbounding the ball on their side of the uh, on their side of the court. A play happens where where it gets blocked and they and the Brooklyn Nets are not are not supposed to be able to move along the baseline. Well, you know what? I'm not supposed to be able to move it. Along, along the baseline. Kyrie Irving is uh, um is inbound inbounding the ball. With Kyrie Irving inbounding the ball, the man that generally calls Kevin Durant is going to the inbounding because he's a bigger body. Well, what's Westbrook fully says? Well, you know what? I want Kevin Durant. Give me him. I got him. And on the inbound, he is guarding Kevin Durant. Now, the inbound play happens. They pass the ball into Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook catches that M, gets his fingers on the inbound play, and he tips it out of his hand. If he doesn't tip that ball, that's an easy bucket by Kevin Durant. But now, as he tips that ball away, Russell Westbrook goes to to save the ball which is a bad play because he's, still, he's saving the ball underneath the opponent's basket. And if he would have saved that ball, it would have went to Kevin Durant, which also would have been an, an, another easy play. But that doesn't happen. Instead, he goes to save the ball and goes out of bounds. The Brooklyn Nets gets another opportunity at the ball. Inbound comes again. Kyrie Irving is inbounding the ball once again because they say, "Hey, you know what? We're uh, um, we, we're gonna try to put a we're gonna try to put a bigger body on you." Now I forget who the, I, I think it was uh, Rua Hachimara. He's playing off. He's he's, he's cheating and he's kind of like leak. He's kind of leaking early on Kevin Durant, and what that ends up doing it ends it ends up leaving a, um, um one of the Brooklyn players completely open. So now they're, they're not trying to inbound the ball. They have seconds left. They inbound they inbound the they inbound the ball. The Brooklyn defender gets it point blank at the rim and he shorts it. Ball hits the ball hits the rim. Ball hits the rim. Ball hits the rim. It bounces out. Game is over. The Washington Wizards. Come away with a one forty nine, one forty six victory. Actually, it should have been that should have been the game over at one forty seven, one forty six. What ended up happening was that after that review of the play happens, there was a foul on Bradley Beal with 0.7 seconds left. Bradley Beal goes to the line, hits two um hits two free throws, one forty nine, one forty six. The Brooklyn bucket getters they lose another one, and. Again, I'm I'm not going to sit here and scorch them for not playing defense throughout this whole entire game to give up 150 fucking points. You're still talking about two of the most prolific scorers in the NBA, and we all know for a fact you can't stop scorers in the NBA. You can only hope to contain them. But they gotta do something with the rest of this shit. They, they really do. So but for the Brooklyn Nets, I, I really, really hope that they get Andre Drummond for real. They need somebody there energy-wise um, that, that, that that not only goes after every board, go, goes after it on defense. Still still young enough to want to hustle on every single play. On loose balls, on fouls, on rebounds. On, you know what I mean? Like willing to do all the little things that, 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 that DeAndre Jordan is no longer willing to do it in, in, at, at his seasoned age. Seasoned. They really need to go ahead. That, 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 that transaction needs to happen as quickly as possible. But still... It still doesn't take away from the perimeter defense that, that that the Brooklyn Nets seem to lack. There's a lot of ole that goes on there, and that ole shit, that shit can't be happening. Like like you can't be putting up with they they, they can't be allowing teams to put up 149 points. That can't be the norm. Now we're gonna we now we're gonna end the show real soon. Got like about a minute of the show left. So speaking of annoying, New York teams, not even so much the New York team that's annoying, but the fans. I ain't gonna lie. These Jets fans are annoying as shit. <laughs> so let me tell you what, what I what I realized must be happening, right? As, as, things, as things start to come to me, right? I, I, I have a Jets fan. I have, I, have, I, have a, I have a text line with my Jets fans, right? And they always are texting articles to each other. And I guess I realize it now. It made sense to me last night about them cha- about why they possibly must be texting articles to each other because nobody believes what the fuck each other say and only one person wants to be right. Cause last night I'm talking to one of my Jets buddies and we're talking about the Deshaun Watson trade and and it, and we get to a point where he goes, he never heard from anywhere reputable that Deshaun Watson wanted to go to Miami. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That is what started this whole entire Deshaun Watson trade. He said, show me the article, show me the article. And I realized one of them said something to me about this recently. And I'm like, I'm going to do this one time. And I'm telling you this on the air now. I'm going to do this one time and one time only. Because it is very annoying as fuck. And I do not have the time in my day to to, uh, uh, to do petty research, to, do, to go search articles on a news cycle from three weeks ago about a person that has been in the news for the last month, every fucking day. It's completely fucking annoying. And also, I am not there, and I, and I guess I realize why every two seconds I'm getting a link from them, because I guess when they wanna make their points, they wanna make sure that whatever, when they, when they, whenever they make whatever point that they have to make, <laughs> that they, they would've had the article, they would've had the article to back it up from some time ago. I don't have that t- kind of time. Like, I barely talk to you motherfuckers as it is. Like, I don't have the time I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have the time to, to go pulling up articles every time. So, if I, so, so I, so I told them that. So, so, so we're having a discussion about went about, about the about the Sean Watson wanted to go to about going to Miami. And f- from, the, from the very quick research, I was like, okay. I know, I I know that I, that we all heard, we all heard this. We talked about in the podcast he wanted to go to Miami. This is what started this whole talk. Well he never heard that. All he heard is that the number one team that he wanted to go to was the New York next. I'm like, okay. That came later on, about two weeks afterwards. He's like, I ain't never heard that. I ain't never heard that. I'm like, okay, whatever. So now at some point we're, we're arguing semantics. Because I'm t- because then I showed him the article that also also was in on Sports Center at that. And he goes, Oh, that was that was that that, that, that was rumors being heard out of his camp that he would consider waiving his no-trade clause for Miami. Well, he technically hasn't said that he would waive his no-trade clause for New York, and and recently, I guess, he came out about a week ago that if you rank the list, that now New York is popping up at the top of the list. But then he said that, oh, he never came out and said that for Miami, but he came out and said it about New York. I'm like, we're arguing semantics here. Like, we're arguing about, like, 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 we're, we're arguing about on how he expressed himself to the media about what he wanted. I'm like, if that's the case, then technically Deshaun Watson never even wanted a trade until last week because anything, anything before that didn't come from him, it came from his camp and it was assumed. Like, like, like Jets fans, you're fucking annoying. Like, 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 seriously, like. Like I'm just trying to put I, I I'm just trying to let you guys I was just trying to let them know that they need to do whatever it takes to go ahead and get the Sean Watson just so that the the first team that you heard that he was most interested in that he doesn't go there. But you, but you're arguing with me about that's not the best team that that's not the team that he's most interested in. Well, that's the very first that's the that's the very first team that he said he was interested in, and that's exactly I'm where I'm going to go by myself. Not the video that is way over by the ninety five. I gotta go. Oh, okay. I'll be, like in, I'll be out here like in one minute okay that is exactly what we was arguing it was a simple point simple simple but nah Jets fans are all all wrapped up in their feelings and and I understand I understand you guys want him I understand you know that if you want him you can't pull any punches for wanting him you have to go all out for him. And don't let any other team that, he, that that was said that he was interested in being able to put anything similar to your offer. You have to put give them an offer that they can't refuse. Jets fans, you're annoying as fuck. And I'm out of here. People, thank you for listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I've been your host, Talith Omar Taylor. You know what I like to say. I hope you guys continue to catch a wave. That never subsides. Yo, somebody play my intro already so you can stop looking at me.
0: Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag. No lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Of. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munster got good mic skills. New, improved my team podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't wanna go far. Wild night. Tired be tired. My tea! sports